This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 663, The Eyes Have It. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty, and the high priestess of the Everlight, Owie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. This is Infernal Bill from Taverncast, and you're listening to All Things Azeroth with Medros, Toasty, and Allie, or as I like to call it, The Allie Show, and two guys with funny names. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros. It may have Toasty. Hey, Toasty. Oh, hey. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How about you? Uh, I'm doing good. Doing, doing, doing pretty good. Um, I'm hoping I can continue to rub Ellie's face in in it in 26 played minutes. There is and still time. Watch yourself. Hey, Ellie, how's it going? Ah, <laughs> uh, good, good, good. Yeah. In, in case people don't know, right now Toasty's team is playing my team, so. That might get mentioned throughout the episode. <laughs> really? I can't imagine. Yeah. Oh. Right my, my, now, it's two to one blues. With a car that I'm going off in the parking lot. <laughs> well, uh, let, let's talk about something not hockey for a bit. Uh, Toasty, how's your week in WoW? Oh, my weeks. It's been two. Yeah. All right. Weeks in WoW. How was your two weeks? Uh, it, it was actually really freaking good. So anybody who's been watching my stream for the past couple weeks, we've been struggling super hardcore on killing Ashvane on Heroic. Uh, we managed to kill her once, which was great. But uh, the week after, we immediately started struggling again. Um... But this past week, we uh, we managed to kill her for the second time, and I'm feeling a little bit more confident about our ability to, to repeat that in the future. Um, we're we're getting we're we're getting it so that um, we're only taking two burnt phases to knock her down. So we're spreading out. We're, we we we've effectively spread our cooldowns out, and we're pre we're potting at a specific time i think it's on the second burn phase because uh, on the second burn phase if you if you've done the fight you know um all those burn phases you have to also destroy corals so uh, in the area where the fight takes place um during the second burn phase we're electing to ignore those corals and just spend all of our time knocking her down and um like it 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 does put a it does put a bit of a more emphasis on on consistently DPSing her and to a 
and, and to a high degree, but um, it seems to be the the strategy that has consistently taken us close to killing her and what eventually put us over the top uh, on our second kill. So we're going to keep doing that. Um, and then afterwards, we what we went to Orgozoa. And um, after we first killed Ashford a couple of weeks ago, I think we got three pulls on Orgozoa before we had to call it a night. And this week, I think it took us five pulls on Orgozoa to knock him down. So we, we knocked down Orgozoa, so that puts us at five of eight, right? Eight bosses in Eternal Palace. Mm-hmm. So we're five of eight heroic right now. And predictably, I got no gear for that. To to um, what I'm sure is Will's pleasure. <laughs> uh, also, to your pleasure, it's now three to one. Yes, I, I just noticed. <laughs> I was trying not to mention it, but thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, outside of the raids, as for the raid thing, I'm still, I'm still. Uh, Grinding through the uh, the harvester mount rep grind. Uh, th- those jellies are still ridiculously hard to find. How far into it are you? Uh, I I only did one more day of serious farming. Okay. And I'm ju- I'm still just below revered. So I've got a little bit to go. Um. Yeah, and I, I, I've chosen not to just hit up the auction house and buy a bunch of jelly because that was expensive and I don't want to do that again. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it the old-fashioned way, doing whatever thing I can find around the area to, to further that rep grind. It's slow going because I'm usually doing it while I'm watching something on Netflix or YouTube so I can easily distract it. But hey, that's that's what stuff like that's for, right? You're not like it's it, like content like that is very much good for just mindlessly attacking while you're doing something else, like fishing. So I'm okay with that. Uh, and then on my note, on on not my warrior, I started leveling up my priest again. Ooh, yeah. So I shadow disc. Ah, cool. I'm questing around in disc too, which is a pain in the ass because it takes forever to kill Better something. That's true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I actually sat down and streamed that one day. Uh, it was like a Saturday. I just felt like playing. I'm like, I'm gonna stream too. So I did that. I uh, started out at one ten. I didn't even. I hadn't even gotten my heart of Azeroth at that point. I was that fresh into the BFA experience of my priest. And by the time I wrapped stream up for that day, I was 113. Like four and a half hours later. I, I, I'm not sure if they've adjusted the rate at which you level. It felt like it did because it definitely took me longer than that. But I felt like it took, took me longer than that to level my warrior to 113. But maybe it's just because I'm lucking out and uh, and tagging things as other people are getting them. I, I I have no idea. But but the point is, it I feel like I'm leveling my priest faster. And uh, um, yeah, I I got it all set up for 
for healing, so I'm gonna run through, run through some dungeons on her. Uh, one thing that kind of annoyed me, like I, I between Legion and BFA, when I took that temporary break from raiding, I turfed my UI. I started over from scratch, so I had largely stock everything. I just slowly replaced the things I didn't like about the stock UI. So I ended up replacing the, the nameplates, the uh, the character portraits, and casting bars, and the map. I think, plus like DBM and all that other stuff. But otherwise, like watching my stream, you'll see it's a pretty stock UI for the most part, which unfortunately includes the stock raid frames. Right. Um, which, use, now that I've used them for a little bit, it's not as bad as I remember it being. But actually setting them up is not easy. They don't make it easy. Because um, you can't actually get those frames to show up unless you're in a raid or a, dungeon or a party. Yeah, that's true. That's when you have to like bug a guild or a friend and just see if you can find them a group. I see. I thought about doing that. Then I remembered the... Um... The proving grounds. You're a healer. Oh, yeah, yeah. It gives you a group to work with, right? It gives you a group yeah. of Pandaren. So I used the proving grounds to set up my UI. Hey, it works. It works. Yeah. And I didn't have to harass any of my friends. Um, so yeah, now I'm all I'm now I'm all ready to start on that healing grinding again and uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm planning on doing with that, honestly. I um I might just stick to dungeons and maybe Mythic Plus, but I haven't done Mythic Plus in a while either, just because like most of my most of my playing time is spent in raid. But I don't know the idea of Mythic Plus, like low lower Mythic Plus, is, is intriguing to me. I might tackle that on my priest. It'll also, give me the opportunity to actually do a bunch of the BFA dungeons because there's so just there's already still so many that I haven't done yet. Like I did the ones that I did the ones that came up as I leveled up um, on Colteris, but most of the dungeons on Zuldazar I haven't touched at all. Like I've done Mother Load, and I'm pretty sure that's it. Which is too bad because like I'm, because some of those dungeons look like a lot of fun, and I'd like to do them. So I don't know. Maybe I'll take my priest through that. You should. There's there's some really fun dungeons right now. Just have to get over the anxiety of healing pugs. That's Ugh. what friends and guildies are for. My guild has four people in it. Two of us log in regularly. <laughs> but you have friends. That's true too. I don't like <laughs> I don't like bugging people. <laughs> Did you know I like Dungeons Toasty? Yeah, but every time I see... This is my attitude whenever I see my friends playing. Like, they logged on for a specific thing. They want to do that thing. They don't want to be bugged by me to do Dungeons. And I know, like, most of the time that is definitely not the case. But in my head, that is exactly the case. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how my brain works. I'll get over it eventually. Anyway, yeah, that was my past couple weeks in well. Uh Ali, how about you? Oh, so much. So I am not as far as you. 
on Heroic, I'm at 3 of 8, which for the two raids I run with, that's actually really impressive. So that's exciting. I got my neck up to 65. I still need to go do the quest that goes with it, you know, the story quest. But I'm excited to be up to 65, so I'm getting there. I did a little bit of work on my Iron Man tune and then kind of accidentally killed it. Oh. Yeah, that happened. I ran through a group of mobs. It was bad. It died. <laughs> but that's okay. I'll just do another one. I have been doing a little bit of work in classic. I got my dwarf rogue up to, I think she's 18 now. And nice. I ran Dead of Minds for the first time. For a podcasting reason we'll talk about in a little bit. And I looted the Greenwing Macaw off of a Defias Pirate. So it's really fitting that my first pet in Classic is a parrot. Yeah, no kidding. Like, it makes me fitting. so happy. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> Let's see what else. That's pretty much it. It's just, you know, kind of basic stuff, you know, logging in to do some dailies and some guild stuff and raiding a lot and that's kind of it not not too super you know exciting things but some stuff here and there you know just having fun and chilling and just enjoying nothing wrong with that yeah and that's 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 one of the best times about just just doing whatever so yeah there's so much whatever to do that that you can pretty much consistently do it. Should we mention? Are we mentioned? Did you mention your streaming stuff? Am I mentioning my podcast stuff right now? Yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yep, yep. So, <laughs> I last week put out. Well, at least the first week we missed, I put out Violet Hold, which was really fun because I got to do a lot of voice lines. And last week, this it was last weekend was Obsidian Sanctum. And this week I'm working on Ruby Sanctum. I guessed it on Frazzlecast with Zords, which was a lot of fun and we had a blast. And uh, I've been given permission to announce that I guessed it on Taverncast. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah way. That's awesome. Oh, heck yeah, bud. <laughs> so we went and ran Dead Mines. I, I was I was with them, uh, <laughs> which is really cool because it means I got the pirate, uh, the the parrot from the pirate as like like a souvenir of, of guessing on Tavercast. It was amazing. I was a nervous wreck, and I did my whole like ner- nervous giggle probably entire damn episode. <laughs> but it happened. It's a thing. They split it into two episodes, so the first one will come out on the thirtieth. And the second one will come out on the 6th. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to be on YouTube. And I had so much fun that my cheeks were still sore the next day from, from smiling. And it was, it was pretty, uh, it was unreal. I, there's just, I, I could spend an hour and try to put words together for it. And we'd be here a long time, so I won't. But it was amazing and I loved it the end nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Medros how was your week in WoW your weeks I thought you'd never ask um my weeks in WoW uh fairly uneventful I had a lot of 
real life stuff going on, uh, decorated for Halloween and, um, putting some stuff up online and stuff. Um, so didn't do a whole lot. Uh, did work on my horde characters for a little bit. Um, trying to get them slowly worked towards leveling up and, um, yeah, it was just, just basically, just basic stuff. Uh, got my first rust bolt, uh, the, the box you get for, for hitting paragon levels, or paragon rep there. Um, nothing too exciting there. Uh, still working on getting towards Exalted in Nazit, for the Najatar, uh, Wave, Waveblade and Cohen faction. Uh, so hopefully, you know, hopefully going to see that happen in about a week or two. Uh, but I'm not doing a lot of quests. Um, I try and do any of the rune ones and any of the leyline ones because those are really easy to do. And I try and do some of the rare, um, like the blue ones that are up when I do get around to going out there. Um, just don't really have a lot of time to do some more intricate ones. Um, but I've gotten four emissaries done out that way, so that definitely helped a lot. And I think I'm closing in on two-thirds of the way there. Uh, but at, you know, 83 rep uh, times maybe four or five a day, it, it take, it's going to take some time. But I'll get there when I get there. I'm not in a rush to get exalted there. Um, I uh, did just take my second paladin out there. Um, got him that all that stuff unlocked and uh, got the captain of the ship as a, a follower so that's my fifth follower I think on that character uh, which is pretty cool and need to get all my other characters through all that stuff uh, that paladin hasn't unlocked me uh, the uh, mechagon yet but I'll get there eventually I'm not in a super huge rush for that and um, yeah just try to enjoy my time where I can and uh, play where it's possible so Nice. Um, what about outside of all stuff? You can, what about your Pokemoning? I'm sure, you've been doing plenty of that on your commutes. Um, I'm actually working uh, closer to home this week, so I'm not going to get a lot of Pokemoning in. Um, I did do an EX raid for Mewtwo, did not get a shiny, but a guy that I was lucky uh, that I hit lucky friends with was there, so we traded shiny Giratinas because I got one on my last Giratina raid that I did. Uh, and so I got I got a lucky shiny Giratina, um, so that was good. And um, nothing super exciting. Got my first Litwick uh, because they're spawning in the wild more often now with the Halloween event that started. Uh, I got a lot of Yamask, um, lots of candy for that now. Uh, just looking for a good one because I I do have this. And I'm sure annoying to many people tendency to not want to evolve something until it I have like 90% or better um, haven't gotten any shinies uh, lately uh, other than the Giratina uh, I'm, I, think, I can't think of any that I got anyway uh, yeah the last one before that was the, the uh, shiny Yanma that I traded for and that was probably three weeks ago now four weeks ago um, the wife did get uh, a second shiny Sneasel and a her first shiny Shuppet, 
Um, she got the Sneasel, t her, her second shiny Sneasel today at a Shuppet two or three days ago, I think. So that was good for her. Um, but uh, I haven't had a lot of luck in the shiny department lately. So, uh, And I'm just enjoying the Halloween event. Uh, hoping to get some of the shinies that are available from that. Uh, and working on my lucky decks, uh, which as according to my math, uh, I currently have, uh, let's see here, 373 lucky Pokemon. So uh, working towards that uh, goal, uh, got some really good stuff um, and looking to uh, continue that uh that role so um oh one thing i did get uh from a trade with the wife um is a perfect lucky larvitar which will be evolved into a tyranitar be my my first perfect tyranitar so it's very happy with that uh but that's that's pretty much about it uh, not a whole lot of uh super exciting stuff in the pokemon universe for me as of late um yeah, like I got a, I got a perfect Sneasel uh, from a hatch and a perfect Piplup from a hatch. But that's not important. That's not a really good Pokemon, so. Fight me. <laughs> nah, that's all right. I'll pass on that. <laughs> this is an hockey game. Um, speaking of hockey games, uh, still 3-1? Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. Well, it's inter it's intermission right now, so let's talk about <laughs> our our first sponsor. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Our new sponsor is Funko. If you haven't heard of them by name, you've definitely seen their products. They make collectible vinyl figures from a bunch of Blizzard universes, from Warcraft to Overwatch, Heroes of Diablo, and even more from outside the Blizzardverse, like Firefly, Star Wars, and Doctor Who. Now, I like to talk about a highlight. Talk about a highlight of Funko Pop each week, and this one is one that I'm really, really uh, excited about um, because they don't do a lot of powered Funko Pops, and I think this is actually one of their first Star Wars one that actually have power. Um, and this is a electronic Darth Vader. Um, as far as I can tell, the lightsaber glows, and there's a light from underneath that's red that's that, that highlights him, and that to me is super exciting uh, because that gives a really good, you know, dark cast to it. Um, so I really do like the look of that. It looks really neat. Um, I really want to see a video to see kind of what the actual like look of it is lit up. Um, and see kind of where you can see things, but the product picture they've they've rendered here does look really cool. What do you guys think? That looks pretty cool. I like the lighting on. I like the lighting on that. Yeah, it's the 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 lighting. I love that the lightsaber lights up. Like, oh, it's so good, so good. Yeah, Chris, we'll have to talk about that after the show. This is not all things Star Wars. So it could very quickly devolve into that if we did. It sure could quickly devolve into a lot of things. It could devolve into yeah, all things yeah. Pokemon. All things all hockey. Things. We like we like our stuff. We well, like we, things. We have a loose affiliation with Rails, <laughs> is what you're telling me. Very, very, very loose affiliation with Rails. Yes. All right. 
but yeah, if, if you want to check out this Funko or many others, go to bit.ly slash FunkoATA. Check out their online shop and use Shop 10 to save 10% on your entire purchase. That's bit.ly slash FunkoATA and use Shop 10 to save 10% on your entire purchase. And I want to thank Funko for their support of the show. All right, before any of us goes online to YouTube to look up any trailers that may have just dropped, uh, <laughs> let us talk some news, shall we? I don't know. First off, what's happening in WoW this week? <coughs> I was going to say. All right, so we got two things that are happening in WoW this week right now. I've uh, got Howl's End that started on October 18th, and that runs until November 1st. I don't believe there are any new things that came with Howl's End 2019. A lot of the same stuff from last year. Uh, yeah, nothing. The important question, new. is there a Hearthstone? Well, there was one last year. Okay. Yeah, the Headless Horseman's Hearthstone. So that's available for 150 tree treats, and of course you can just um, kill the Headless Horseman on repeat until you hopefully get the mount, but it's pretty much the same as as, uh, as how it was in 2018. So, yeah. Uh, outside of that, we've got um, Burning Crusade Time Walking. That runs from October 22nd to the 28th. Also, as a reminder for everybody, this is not necessarily happening in WoW. It's happening in a WoW-related area. Uh, we've still got our Transmog contest going. So if you're at all interested in winning a virtual ticket, uh, you can head over to uh, allthingsas.com. And is that the right one? All things as. My uh, thing, right? Those are all things Azeroth. Go ahead over to all things podcast, sir. Glad, glad we could have you here today. To be, in my defense, all I ever type in is all things as, and I'll let Google finish it for me. Anyway, go to go to all things and check out the contest page or contest uh, post, and you'll be able to find details to enter the transport contest to win one of eight virtual tickets. That is correct. Uh, I just want to kind of remind people, uh, for those who may not have heard our explanation last week, uh, the first one on the list is a fiery theme, the second one is an ice theme, the third one is a water theme, the fourth one is pirate something or others, uh, <laughs> the fifth one is faction, so horde or alliance, the, th the next one is Tributes to Peace and Virtue, so priestly, paladin-y theming. Um, the next one is Servants of the Old God. Lots of tentacles likely to be there. Um, Nazoth, Yogg-Saron, the, all the old gods that are in, in the game. And lastly, Formal uh, is the last one. So uh, definitely get your submissions in. Um, we will have the post up for voting uh, Friday night or Saturday morning. And um, good luck to everybody, uh, and thanks everybody who's already got their submissions in. I really appreciate early submissions, guys. It makes also, my job a just lot as, easier. Just as a reminder, please make sure that the transmog is um, clearly visible. We we did get some who took a more artistic approach to the screenshots. Well, I appreciate it, and they look very nice. Uh, we can see the transmogs in their entirety. So... Um, there, there's an example screenshot on the uh, contest post. And it, I, I must say that is a very fine-looking character showing their alliance pride. Uh, oh, whoever could that be? Hmm. It's a dirty paladin. <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're talking about. That could be a warrior just as um, easily as a paladin. It's a dirty uh, paladin with uh, mismatching shoulders. 
<laughs> don't like the big shoulders, and there's nothing that matches that ha- doesn't have like Shade. massive shoulders. You, you could just go shoulderless, like I do. Shade is thrown. Shoulderless no, is an option. I could just, I could just make the shoulders visible. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, give me one second. I'll do that. <laughs> Look at the transmog in my character. I don't. My character's not even wearing a shirt. That's hot. It really is. <laughs> He's a damn fine-looking blue man. Anyway, uh, yeah, contest. Um, you have until the twenty-fifth at noon central time to enter. That's this. Oh, that's in four days. Yes, it is. Because BlizzCon is so soon. It it may be coming in an imminent fashion. I'm not. I'm not excited or anything. No, not at all. No, no, no. Totally. Don't. No, I, I wouldn't imagine that at all. Can't imagine what you'd be excited about. <laughs> Just think, Ellie, in 10 days we'll be we'll be meeting up. I know. So excited. 10, right? 7. Mm-hmm. 9 days. Well, technically Just, 9, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I am envious. I I I, I won't lie. My my jealousy meter is pretty high right now. So we'll take lots of pictures. Will that make Better. it worse? No, I want to see lots of pictures. Live vicariously through your co-hosts. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and, That's and fair. I think I've made very clear where I enjoy most in that area. So pictures of that area uh, definitely would be very good. Okay, pictures from within the Clarion Hotel. Gotcha. <laughs> I fully, Whoa. I fully expect, I fully expect oh, okay, at least Allie. two or three breakfast buffet pictures from Toasty. Ali, you took that in the wrong direction. <laughs> Your husband's gonna be there. <laughs> I will point out I tried to put it back on the right track uh, before it got totally derailed, but you know, can always win. Anyways. <laughs> okay, anyway. Let's <laughs> take And there okay. goes Zefta. Okay. Alright, okay, let's calm down a little bit. We're gonna talk about something a little serious. Uh, Alright. Uh, what do you two go first? Because I-, I have lots to say and I want to get your guys' thoughts on first. Okay. Well, why don't you talk about what we're gonna talk about first? Alright. <laughs> okay, so. Um. Factual summary. Okay, so uh, I think it was three weeks ago, right before our last episode, um, there was a Hearthstone event in, I believe, Taiwan, and the winner was a player by the name of Blitzchung, who is, I believe, from Hong Kong. And during the post-game interview with two streamers, um events happened the there's different reporting from different people as to what was said by each person um up until right at the end where blitzchung made a comment in support of the hong kong freedom movement uh somebody in the organization of blizzard um made a decision a short time later i think it was like 45 minutes to an hour later i think and the decision was to 
take away any prize money Blitzchunk had accrued at that up to that point. Um, ban him for a year, fire the streamers outright, and send very clearly to me at least uh, a very undeniable message to anybody else who would decide to use the platform for their own messaging. Blizzard then faced a whole lot of backlash over the next several days. Many people, including several politicians in the United States, uh, from both sides of the aisle, making comments about free speech and kowtowing to China. Uh, many videos were made. Um, people have declared they are never going to play Blizzard games again. Uh, people were da were uh, d trying to delete their, their Battle.net accounts trying to uninstall games in a very visible fashion. Um, there was accusations of Blizzard blocking the ability to, to delete your account, blocking the ability to, to uninstall the games. Um, on Friday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, after the, the week, the, the Friday after the incident happened, uh, a message from J.L. and Brack, which we'll read and discuss in a moment, was released stating that uh, the punishment would be, um, would be reduced. Uh, do, you guys want, do you guys want to talk about that statement a bit more? So, yeah, this, the statement um, did specify that the, that the punishment for both the casters and Blitzchung were reduced, so uh, as opposed to being fired, the casters were suspended for six months. And Blitzchung had his uh, year-long ban from competitive Hearthstone reduced to six months as well. So it was cut in half, and he got his money back. Which which I believe is the crux of what a lot of people were... Oh, not a lot. I won't say a lot. But what some people wanted. Uh, obviously, a lot of other people wanted different things, but I think a reduction of his punishment was by and large what was wanted by uh, by everybody um, also interestingly um, they go, uh, they they made one comment there that um, their, their relationship in China had no influence on the initial decision which I mean you can believe that or you or you yeah. or you can't so that's entirely your prerogative. But that's that's what they put out there in the statement. This this whole thing was unfortunate. It's, it's, it was unfortunate that it happened, and I'm struggling to think of safer work uh, ways of phrasing all this because, like, you guys saw me in the sundering. I I I, <laughs> um, I chose my words differently on the sundering. Let's just say. Uh, Unfortunately, when this entire thing happened, uh, the, the minute Blitzchunk said something, and agree with him or not, he said what he said. But the minute he said something, it was not going to end well for Blizzard, no matter what they did. That's my take on this entire thing. They can do what they did and see the backlash that they've been seeing. Well, but before, sorry, before we get into to opinions, let's finish talking about the factual stuff because we all have lots of opinions. So let's talk about what happened to the American University players. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, Allie, do you want to cover that one? Sure. So Blizzard also suspended three college Hearthstone players for six months because during the uh, official stream, they, uh, you know, it was the, an actual competition stream. They held up a sign that read Free Hong Kong Boycott Blitz. And it kind of added fuel to the fire of complaints within the community and everything. And they they didn't they weren't told until a couple days later that they were banned for that. But it got explained to them that, you know, it violated the company's official rules. Same thing, same thing with Blitzchung. Yeah, so and, the, yeah. The, the key thing there is um, they were initially being given the opportunity to continue playing their next match. They chose to forfeit the rest of their games uh, because they felt it was unfair that Blitzchung got suspended for a year and they weren't being punished from their perspective. Um, Blizzard then took a week, which I feel is a very legitimate amount of time to make a decision on somebody's gaming career. Um to make a decision on what to do about those players, and then they announced the ban of, or the suspension of those players for the same duration that Blitzchung got. Um, See, what what blows my mind about that whole thing with the AU Hearthstone team, Hearthstone team. Mm-hmm. So, so the way it all happened, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, Blitz, the Blitzchung ban and all that happened on the seventh. Blizzard made a statement on the eleventh, where Blitzchung's uh, punishment was was lowered and according to the tweet from Excelsior HS which I believe is one of the members of that team um, that screenshot says that they didn't receive their punishments until October 16th well, that's when the tweet came out anyway if, if yeah Blitzchung received his lowered suspension on 11 in my head it would have made sense for you know these guys to also have that happen on the eleventh. It took another five days for it to, for their for their punishment to get handed out. Yeah. So I, I guess my thinking, trying to be a reasonable person, not one that or, or one a person that tries very hard to not be knee jerk. Yes, I. Anyone who's listened to the show for a while knows I can very much be knee jerk. I try to moderate myself a little bit when I can and think things through, which I don't feel a lot of people in this situation have done a lot of thinking things through. Instead, just reacting very viscerally and negatively to what happened. That is, of course, just my opinion, though. So I, I will give points to those to those who will say that I'm being a suck-up to Blizzard or whatever. Um, I I will preface this with saying I have received no instructions, requests, or statements from Blizzard saying that I cannot or should not make my opinions on this clear. And I've had two weeks now to think of my thoughts on this. So there's plenty of time in there for consideration and thinking and and trying to figure this out. So what I feel is likely it happened in the original instance without any information or, or, or facts to back it up, just a, 
a, a guess based on the events that happened is somebody from the Taiwan or, or Asian office of Blizzard who was watching this stream made a knee-jerk decision as I, I offended as an offended person who, perhaps of Chinese descent or uh, feeling the Chinese audience would be offended um, and and issued a punishment that was way overblown so I think we can all agree the punishment was yeah way too far yeah. absolutely okay so we're we're so far as a as a team of podcasters in agreement on this I think A the decision was too fast B the decision was too strong and C the decision and statement around it was far too political for the situation um I don't think anybody at Blizzard who could speak their honest opinion would feel that the statement originally re released was anything but way too pro-Chinese and way too offended by what was done. But, and maybe I'm speaking for myself here, and, and if I am, feel free to... Dear co-host, if I if I am not speaking for you, if you don't agree with my statements, I am you have full permission to disagree heartily with what I'm about to say. I do not disagree with punishing a person who broke a rule that was very clearly stipulated in the agreement they made when they began to play the game the tournament. A punishment for that had to happen. You cannot, in my opinion, punish people exploiting in World of Warcraft or cheating in Overwatch or Heroes or any other game and then not punish this person for breaking another rule. You well, have, well, hold on, please let me finish. You, I feel you have to apply your rules equally across all rules you have um, in you can't just ignore a, a rule because you don't like how it applies. That said, again, we all agree, too strong a response, too harsh of a punishment, and that's my opinion. They had to punish the, the rule breaking because it was a, a rule that was broken, but they went too far in doing so. That is my opinion. Toasty, please speak. Okay. While I'm going to agree completely with the fact that a, like somebody breaking the rules should be punished. The specific rule they cited for that hip for the specific yeah, the specific rule they cited uh, that he was that he that he broke is very broadly worded. Yes, and it, it allows for any number of things to fall under that rule. Absolutely. And um, while I. Uh, my 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 opinion on whether or not politics should be discussed on a on a platform like this could be completely removed from it. It's clearly Blizzard's choice that stuff like that not be not be talked about, and that's within their right. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but uh, something like something like what he was advocating for to me doesn't uh, personally bring the company into disrepute because you know that's obviously a message that resonates with a lot of people as we've seen in these past two weeks. It doesn't resonate with some people. Um, but oh, I lost my train of thought here. Uh, I I don't see anything. I personally don't see anything wrong with what he was saying. It clearly it, it clearly offends a portion, a quote, a portion or a group of the public, which would allow yes. Blizzard to enforce this rule. And and that I think is the key thing is that. It is a violent. It, 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 he knew. He said so. He knew that a portion of the audience would be offended by this. He took that chance. So yes, he what his he knew what he was going to do broke this rule. He has said so in his own statements. Um, I don't have any issue with his message. Only where he chose to voice it. He has lots of places he can voice a message. Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. I'm sure there's lots of social networks out in China and in Hong Kong and Taiwan and, and all the Asian countries that, that he could have used for this message. He chose one that would force Blizzard into a, a response. And, and, and to us, you said it perfectly at the beginning of this. Uh, when you were talking about what you said on the Sundering. Blizzard was in a no-win situation from the moment he uttered those words. Yeah, if he if if he, they do nothing, then they're going to get on the wrong side of things with China, and we're seeing something. We're seeing some of the things that happen when you get on the wrong side of China with other companies. The NBA is having a particularly a bad time there right now <laughs> because of some of the comments. Uh, I believe it was a general manager said over Twitter in support of the Hong Kong protests. Now now that now the NBA is not like the, their preseason games are not being shown in China and, or at least at the time weren't being shown and they're having other issues doing business in China. If and I'm not sure to what extent the NBA has businesses in China. Like I, I don't know if they've got a separate office in there but I know Blizzard definitely has an office in Taiwan. And I, among many thoughts I've had with all this, I'm pretty sure, well, we can speculate, we can think that there is a good chance that China would start cutting ties with Blizzard if they did not react or respond in some kind of way. And exactly. that in turn puts all those employees over there out of a job, possibly not in a safe situation anymore. And whether it was political business or whatever, you also have to realize is that if they in turn, if China did this, that would be a huge revenue loss, which would mean more massive layoffs. Yeah, they'd have to lay off, they'd have to lay off their office in Taiwan if the China ceases to do business with Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they, 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 they don't have enough players out there in, in, in the Asian, I mean, okay, we'll, we'll say Korea is the exception, but overall in the Asian market, they don't have enough players about China to make an office out that way very reliable and, and viable as, as a business uh, expense. I believe the 
I might I might be completely wrong on this, but I I believe the percentage of their revenue from that area of the world was around twelve percent, and a good chunk of that was from China. Plus, if you think about it too, is if Blizzard did nothing, if they kept silent, which I I, I do want to add, like hurt on a very personal level, like I I commend Blitzchung for his bravery on and bringing light this some of these horrible things that are happening and yes it may not have been the smartest platform but at the same time it's the platform he chose to bring more attention to this issue and he yes, succeeded and he succeeded <laughs> massively and people who have never mentioned anything about hong kong all of a sudden are up in arms right and so he definitely succeeded um but if you think about this too if blizzard did nothing if blizzard as much as individual employees might actually support him and his message if blizzard did not respond not only do you have the potential of you know pissing off china whatever it kind of opens the door and makes others think that hey we can use this to push our agenda whatever it may be because apparently they're not going to withhold this part of the contract yeah and so then you potentially open the door for other agendas and hate speech and things like that and that is risky yeah. in and of itself yeah that's, that's another aspect we gotta remember too i mean it's unfortunate that the enforcement of this rule came for came came for a cause that a good chunk of people are very passionate about and that they believe is and and, and it's something that is right you know, but uh, I, I'm sure if it was for, I'm sure if somebody made a made a comp, I don't, I don't want to. I'm trying to avoid listing specific political I, causes. I'm sure we can all but... think of some comments that could be said that would see people getting angry at Blizzard for not punishing the person expressing the view. Yeah. Um, whether you swing light, right or left, there are views you will disagree with that if yeah. spoken on a Blizzard platform, you'd be upset if they didn't punish the person for. And this is where freedom of speech is a great idea, but if you don't believe in it, except for on the in the, in the vein and in the message you agree with, you're being hypocritical. And I think that's where a lot of people are failing to realize that Blizzard needs to have a blanket, this is not your platform for expressing political views you have many other ways you can go, please use those not our thing, or we will have to punish you and they they, they tried to I feel, and again, we don't know the behind-the-scenes stuff, so we can't say definitively, but I feel like they tried with the American University players to take their time, which everybody was saying, why didn't Blizzard take any time? Why did, why did they just, why did they have to announce this punishment so quickly? Well, they then took their time, they took a week or whatever, six days, seven days, whatever it was, to decide how to handle the American University players, and people are saying that 
that it's just them trying to cover their their butts and and it's it's hilarious to me that the same people mad at blizzard for reacting too quickly are mad at blizzard for reacting the same way they did for blitzchon and it's just like you you can either be mad that they didn't react fast enough with one or you can be mad they didn't react slow enough with the other but you can't be mad at both. Uh, I don't feel... Would, anyway. I think in this specific situation, I can be mad at both. Because Blitzchung's... Blitzchung's updated... Uh, uh, consequences... Like I said, happened on the 11th when uh, we got that statement from JL and Brack. And the American University Hearthstone team received their punishment on the 16th. They knew what they were reducing Blitzchung's... At that point, they knew what they were reducing Blitzchung's punishment to. Why not also apply that to the American University one? To the American University team who did the same thing. At the same time. I think at that point, they already had a PR disaster on their hands, so they did take the extra time to sort it out. I mean, they took the extra time to sort it out, but it ended up being the same thing. Yeah. They... they, they uh, uh, on the at at the very latest on the 11th they had decided that a 6 month ban was an appropriate punishment for that particular discretion why not just immediately apply that to the American University team and that's just my take on it that being said I mean this like, we, 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 talked, we talked about this I mean there there's the punishment was way too much. Like the rules stipulate, oh, I'm gonna bring that up again real quick. The rules stipulate that um, punishment will include will include removal from grandmasters and the reduction of the player's prize total to zero dollars USD, in addition to any in addition to other remedies which may be provided for under the handbook and lizard website terms. So, um. There's a lot of ores in there. They had the opportunity to do that, and said so they flexed their muscles and did a full year and all the money. Which honestly does make me wonder who <laughs> did the initial ruling. And yeah. I kind of feel like it's kind of telling. So, I, I guess when I when I initially looked into the situation when I think it was a Tuesday when it's really started to heat up, like blazing hot heat up. I looked at the I looked at the rule and, and I tried to to ask myself, did this happen? Um, engaging in any act in Blizzard's sole discretion, which brings you into public dispute, offends a portion or group of the public, or otherwise damages Blizzard's image. Okay, so that's that's the act. So um did it offend a portion or group of the public? Undoubtedly, there is Chinese players who were offended by the statement. Period. Okay. Damages Blizzard's image. If Blizzard did nothing and allowed this without question, it would absolutely damage their image with Chinese players. Unquestioning, yes. So, this... The rule says will result in a removal from Grandmasters. That happened. 
Reduction of the player's prize total to zero. That happened. In addition to other remedies which may be provided under the Handbook and Blizzard's website terms. Okay, so they removed the Fortune for Grandmasters and they, re they reduced their total to zero. So rules were undeniably broken. The punishment that is stipulated in the rules was given. Now, I understand that is purely fact. And no, no analysis or, or other emotional-based rulings are provided in that. So, I understand people who are upset at Blizzard. I understand people do not want to see what happened happen. Totally get that. I understand you have a right to your opinion. I don't feel that the Chinese government put, played, put any pressure on Blizzard for this. I, I I feel this the, I feel the the ruling came too fast for that to be the situation. In fairness, like the the ruling happened too quickly for it to be reasonable and e expected that that was part of the 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 math there. Now, was it expected that Chinese China the China would be upset? Absolutely. But I don't believe that there was any pressure put by by China to make this decision. And they reviewed it in light of the pressure, of course, but they did review it. And I, I feel like they were always going to review it. If nobody said anything, they would still would have reviewed it and to, to tried to decide what they felt was actually fair. Um, and I feel that they would have done this for any ruling made by a non-executive in a major competition. Like, there's, this is no small amount of money that Bliss Chung had on the line here. I feel the management team of Blizzard was always going to review that decision. Um, and I feel like the, the, the end decision would have been about the same no matter what the pressure was. Now, there are many who will disagree with me. I am sure that some of them may be on this current call. However, that's my opinion. And I, I, I try to give Blizzard the benefit of the doubt. Um, Chris in our, our, in our Discord channel makes very good points. Um, Blizzard has their work cut out of the, at BlizzCon this year. They are going to face protests at BlizzCon, which have been, have been planned by multiple groups. Um, I will be unsurprised but extremely disappointed if there are some that attempt to try to do protests inside the convention. And I've said this in our Discord, and I've said this online, I am fully in favor of Blizzard having those people banned, their Battle.net accounts deleted, and them arrested for disrupting a private event. Because BlizzCon, inside the con, is not the place for you to express your politics. Period. I don't care if it's pro-Hong Kong, anti-Hong Kong, anti-alien, anti-any world leader with orange hair. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> um, I don't care if I agree with your message or don't agree with your message. Inside BlizzCon is not the place for your message. Outside BlizzCon, where those religious people with the yellow signs always hang out, every BlizzCon, totally fine with you putting your message out there. In fact, you want to go head to head with those people and see who can chant and protest the loudest go for it 
I am all for it. But if you disrupt BlizzCon, you have to understand there will be a cost to that. And remember, your battle net's tied to your badge. So all they need to do is get your badge and they know who you are and then your account could be gone. So one last thing I want to say before I shut myself up and you guys can say what else you want to say. I've heard a lot in the last two weeks about freedom of speech. And I'm not American, but I have a good handle on what free speech in America is. And I think some people need to remember that free speech in America is free speech from the government controlling your speech. You have no free speech in Blizzard's games, on Blizzard's streams, on Blizzard's controlled stuff. Your account is theirs. The stuff on your account is theirs. Your armor, your characters, your everything is theirs. It is their copyright, their property. You have no right to that. And you can lose that if you violate their rules and if you bring them into public disrepute. So when people talk about quelling free speech and limiting free speech, show me your government is, is limiting your free speech and I'll stand up for your rights. But insofar as Blizzard limiting your free speech, remember you have none. I have a right to speak my voice and I have a right to accept responsibility for the consequences of being my voice. But I don't have free speech that is on somebody else's platform. And I think a lot of people are forgetting that point, which is unfortunate because Blizzard has allowed a lot over the years. Um, they've supported a lot. They've supported Pride. Um, they've spoken out, like Mike Morhan spoke out against Gamergate in a, in a very public fashion at, at, in the BlizzCon opening ceremonies. So they've definitely supported speech. But when you say something knowing it's going to hurt Blizzard, you can't be surprised when they respond. I think I think that's part of the problem that people are having with this entire thing is because Blizzard is um, so out there in terms of other political... What's deemed political movements like the... Uh, the pride movement and and all that other stuff. Um, in the end, pride's not a political, or it shouldn't be. It, it, it shouldn't be, but it, it absolutely is. It should not be a political thing. It should be a common sense right to exist and be who you are. Yeah. I agree that it is not the case of it actually being that, but that is what I feel it should be. Yeah. Um. Anyways. I, I said my piece. Feel free to say anything else. Else, I have to say, uh, I will stop interrupting and, and ranting uh, about people. Uh, Ali, do you have anything you'd like to add? I think it's already been pretty much added or touched on, or you know what I mentioned earlier. I think to add to what Medros was saying about free speech is 
people also tend to forget that free speech does not mean that you are free of the consequences. And it just, people tend to forget that sometimes, <laughs> especially in America. And yeah, it just, it's, I don't envy Blizzard. It's not, it was a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Yep. And, you know, obviously, again, personally, I, I feel for what's happening in Hong Kong and I feel for Blitz Chung and, you know, I understand his desire to speak out and it's just an unfortunate, unfortunate situation all around and it's rough. I have one final question before we move on to, to news that actually is the topic of the show. Because as much as I enjoy having a conversation about right and wrong and rules and all this stuff, this isn't what we do a show for. So my last question before we move on is, Allie, do you still play Blizzard games? I do. Toasty, do you still play Blizzard games? There's documented evidence of me doing such things. I still play Blizzard games. So... Whether we agree or disagree with what Blizzard decided to do in this situation and the resulting... I'm sorry, for the, sorry to the editor on this. The resulting storm that it's caused... Oh, God damn it! <laughs> well, I now, still you, support, now you're okay to curse. I still support Blizzard as a company and I believe in my heart as someone who's covered this company in a in a f one form or the other for 15 years that they have simply tried to do the best they could in a really, really bad situation that they did not cause. So that's my opinion. And I will support Blizzard as best I can as long as they continue to try and do their best. Because I know how hard it is to do your best when you are under really harsh pressure for stuff you have no control over. Can I add one thing? Go ahead. Some people might know this, some people might not, but there have been many instances of individual employees at Blizzard being threatened with violence because of this. And it's really sad to see because some higher up somewhere in Blizzard or whoever where made this decision, that doesn't mean that the individual employees agree with it and there, there's threatening, violence, like, threatening violence against them for this to those individual employees who had nothing to do with it and, is and ridiculous and it pisses me off. I will point out there is significant evidence that a lot of employees of Blizzard do not agree with this and they have been yeah. very very clear about that by doing protests on campus and I'm sorry but that is something that at many employers would have you on your butt see yes it's worth looking okay, awesome <laughs> you would be out the door box in hand with your personal belongings for what Blizzard some Blizzard employees did in that first week and those employees are still there to my knowledge Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I believe they are. So, 
Um, I do have one thing that right. I want to add before we move on. Um, to all the people who are outraged by by the actions Blizzard took in regards to this, in, in regards to attempting to silence a politically uh, motivated speech, if you're if you're also one of those people who say we should keep Blizzard, we should keep politics out of video games. You, you need to reconsider that stance because of this anger. Uh, um, I think Taliesin from Taliesin Nevatel put it nicely. Um, everything we do is political. Can't help that. You gotta, we gotta deal with it as it comes up. So in summary, please stop being jerks to Blizzard employees who are just trying to do their jobs. Please understand Blizzard's trying to do the best they can. And that said... Let's move on to some other topics, shall we? Like the Colorado being dealt their second regulation loss this season? Um, excuse me. That's our first. Oh, sorry. Second loss, first regulation loss. Yeah. I'm okay with us having our first one to the Stanley Cup champions. I still have nine seconds left in my Google. It's one to three. Come on. Hey. Whereas the Blues have lost twice, so you know it's cool. Stanley Cup hangover, man. <laughs> We've won thing. seven games already. Yeah, well, you guys had a you guys had a long off season. The Blues played one hundred and eight games. Excuses. Making excuses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's stop talking about hockey and, <laughs> blip, and this blitz strong thing. Let's talk about the Canadian federal election, right? Let's let's get the politics sure, let's thing going. Sure. Let's talk about the Volpera, we, shall we? We all voted, right? We all voted in our election. Let's uh, let's talk about Volpera and Mechanos. <laughs> all right. Yes. Let's okay. do that. All right. So we have uh, we we have some eight point three content to discuss, um, including the preview for Volpera and. Mechanomes. So, first off, Volpira, um, they provide the classes. Um, classes available for Volpira will be Hunter, Mage, Monk, Priest, Rogue, Shaman, Warlock, and Warrior. Uh, mine will be a Monk. Um, racial traits will be Bag of Tricks. Use a trick on an enemy to damage them or an ally to heal them. Uh, rummage your bag. Change the contents of your Bag of Tricks. Now, where did you put that? Uh, make camp. Uh, set your camp location outdoors. Uh, return to camp, teleport back to your camp location. That sounds like a really fun ability, I gotta say. It's like a second, it's, it's a, yet another hearthstone. Basically, yeah. Well, with the location of your choice. Mm hmm. Which is awesome. Uh, nose so for if you want to put it outside a raid or something? Yeah. Uh, nose for trouble. Uh, take less damage from the first strike inflicted by an enemy. Uh, Vulpira survival kit. Find extra goods when you loot humanoids. And fire resistance, take less damage from fire. Uh, and to unlock the uh, Volpira allied race, you'll need to reach Exalted with Voldenai uh, and earn the achievement Secrets in the Sands, which completes the following storylines Unlikely Allies, the War Guards' Fate, the Three Keepers, uh, Atul Amon, Dangers in the Desert, City of Secrets, and Storming the Spire. Um, and. Uh, what, what do you guys think about the armor for the Volpira? Very fitting. Yeah. Um, and the mount. What do you think? I want it. I want it. It's not the mount I expected, but it totally works. I think, I think 
what were you expecting the uh, lava? Yeah. Like yeah, like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, no, I dig it. I, I dig that whole like desert aesthetic they've got going on. Uh, so, uh, what do you think? What do you think of the dancing? Uh, I haven't actually looked at the dances. It's expected. I gotta look at these now. I'm very curious your thoughts. What? I don't. What? I don't. I don't know what dance that's referencing for the males. What do the females have? I also don't know what dance that's referencing, but I like it. It's got a weird, like, Egyptian vibe going there with the way the hands are positioned. I believe both of those are from the music video for What Does the Fox Say? Oh. That was my my assumption, yeah. Lame. Like I said, it's kind of expected. Yeah, like the female one is absolutely what the guy wearing the fox costume does in that video. Yeah. At one point. Um... That's uh, I, I, uh, I I feel I, I feel you there. I was just as disgusted. I do not like that video, but I know it enough to. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Ugh. Ugh. All right, so let's talk about jokes and flirts for the Volpira. Uh, any surprise there at all? No, none at all. They're all pretty much lined up with what I expected. That being said, they're, they're still awesome. So, any favorites for the Volpira? Uh, for for the male for the for the flirts, I, I'm particularly liking the one from the male Volpira. Sorry for staring, but I can't help Volpiring at you. <laughs> it's definitely up there. Um, I hate this one, uh, and the one below it I like. The one I hate is come a little closer. I'll tell you what the fox says again. Hate the video and song. And- Totally, I hate that all completely. Um, I think the I'll be the fox, you be the hound is pretty good. Yeah, that's a good oh, one. That's good. What do you think, Ali? Oh my gosh, there's so many. I'm trying to pick just one. Uh, for the jokes, I like them all. What's a Volpera's favorite dance? The Foxtrot. For the female <laughs> jokes. For the male jokes, I like... Uh, Let's see. I'm going to paint my wagon, going to paint it good. <laughs> oh my gosh. And uh, flirts. Did you guys look at the flirts? Yes, we did. Yes. So I was too busy reading them all because I like them so much. But the flirts for female is uh, everything has its use. I could think of a couple for you. That's definitely my favorite. <laughs> And then for the male, I like. <laughs> You're so hot, I'm frothing at the mouth. Hmm. Or is it rabies? <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. You're all bad. I mean, most of the. Let's be real. Most of the uh, flirts and the jokes in WoW are friggin' awful. Yeah. But it's like some of them are verging on the like it's so bad it's good territory. I don't know. 
flash fire, but all right. Some of them are. We wouldn't have favorites if some of them didn't do that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fernelli, right, what's going on with the mechanomes? Oh my goodness. So the mechanomes. I know we have a couple of listeners who are particularly excited about them. What? I know, right? <laughs> so they can be hunters, mages, monks, priests, rogues, warlocks, and warriors. So you got a good a good amount there. Their racial traits are rearm. Automatically heal yourself when your health drops to a low life total. Combat analysis. Get stronger as you fight the same enemy, which would be awesome for dungeon and raid bosses. Hyper organic light originator. Summon deep poison yourself to distract foes. Skeleton pinky. You get to open locked chests. Axe. Right? <laughs> and mastercraft function as a personal set of crafting tools for professions. Oh, wow. There really is a tool for every job. So, moving on. The <laughs> In order to unlock them, you have to be exalted with Rustbolt, which I know is no surprise. There's also a few different quests you have to complete with the achievement Mechagon Threat. Includes, Mech- you know, quests over on Mechagon Island and all of that. There... Heritage armor, as can be expected, is a full, you know, mechanome suit. Looks pretty cool. What do you guys think about it? The really, the only thing that's missing is a little like glowy light thing in the chest. I want to be a, I want to be a little Iron Man. <laughs> a little Iron Man. <laughs> I might actually play if they had that. I'm actually going to play if they had that. Not gonna lie. Um, I am so, I'm not a huge fan of mechanomes, but you knew that already. Um, they look uh, pretty much as expected. The dance is exactly what I expected it would be. Oh, God, is it ever. Yeah, it's so I had to actually look it up, because uh, I was just thinking it was just kind of robotic-looking, a little bit like robotic pop and lock, something or other. But the electric boogaloo, apparently, yeah. according to Icy Bane. It's Gnomes 2 electric boogaloo. Yes. That was not bad. You know, it's it's kind of the the moment is very mechanome like. So I get it. What about that mount? That mount is it has no head. It's not bad. It's it's not quite like the you know <clears throat> mounts we've had in the past, you know, the mechanical chickens. Yeah. But uh, so it's 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 good. I like it. I'm okay with it. It looks like it looks like it looks like a saddle with legs. It does look a little bit like a saddle with legs. Yeah, pretty much. But it's, it's all yeah, with a light, with a headlight, single headlight. As for the flirts and jokes, let's talk about this. <laughs> There's so many good ones. Oh my gosh! So my favorite female flirt is I hope you've got a wrench handy because I'm in need of a tune-up. Oh, that was mine. Ah. That's so good. My favorite male flirt is, have you been magnetized? Because I'm so attracted to you right now. 
What are your guys' favorite flirts? Well, you gave the you, you took Pick the one I have for female. Pick that's, one. that's my favorite one. There's other good ones. Pick one. Uh, hold on. Let me let me see what I got. What we have here. Uh, don't worry about wear and tear. I always keep some spare parts around. Sounds good. Uh, for the males. Uh, you really accelerate my circulation system. <laughs> uh, I'd say my favorite for the female mechanome flirts is no one has more junk in the trunk than me. <laughs> uh, and for the well, male, um, I would definitely say care to see where our components are compatible. Nice. That's a good or two. And moving yeah. over to the jokes, my favorite female mechanome joke is... When an Alliance soldier yells, two arms, my first question is, which ones? I've got like a dozen to choose from. Yeah, that's mine too. Damn it. <laughs> and then my favorite it just male means you have joke. A, you have very similar thoughts, Toasty. That's all. This means we're meant to be friends. It's fine. So my favorite male mechanism joke, I have a couple of them, but I'm going to say it's electric sheep. No, I dream of explosive sheep. Everybody, everybody um, missed out on this during, like, not even during the pre-show. In the in the portion of the getting ready for the show, where it's just the three of us in host chat, where Allie was reading these with the known voices. When I was she, attempting to, and then laughing. When she wasn't <laughs> laughing, <laughs> it was fantastic. So my uh, my favorite female numb joke is: uh, a lot of people say binary jokes aren't funny, but wait until you hear my bit. <laughs> Um, and, um, in, in honor of our good friend Frazzle Rock, uh, being a mechanome is great, but you, have you ever met a meganome? They're huge, at least four feet tall. <laughs> you guys are going to stop taking the ones I like. I'm <laughs> okay. Or I got to go sooner. I gave you lots of time, man. I gave you lots of time. Share your favorites, and then if you don't choose one particular one, I just know this, I'm going to read it at the end before we move on. So what are your favorites, our dear Toasty? Uh, for the females, it's any chance you can lend me a hand. Mine's in the shop. And for the males... Uh, why, yes, I do have a vibrate setting. Why does everyone keep asking? There you go. I was just going to read that. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that. So How did I miss that the first that, time I read these? That, that that was totally expected. I'm sorry. I didn't even notice that till now. I didn't either until after you know when Medros was sharing his. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Oh. They're great. I love uh, all these alley races have just phenomenal flirts and jokes. It's so much fun. And their racials sorry. are really good. Sorry, did you just call them alley racial alley races? Because we I'm going to play all of them. Allied. But... Okay, Allied. Sorry. It sounded like you said alley races. Duh. Sorry. It's because no, no. she did. Duh. I did not. Yes, you did. Duh. I, okay, well, when I edit this later, I'm going to isolate it and <laughs> send it to you. Yes, note, note to editor Toasty, please highlight and repeat several times what was said in that line. Note I'm to just, Toasty. I'm, I'm just going to... I, I know who your roommate is at BlizzCon. I'm just going to send the clip to you, Allie. <laughs> okay. That's what I was going to do. <laughs> that is acceptable. <laughs> please note, I am the final person who, who has access to the show before it gets posted. 
Unless it's deleted, which it better not be. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. I I will be making a Vulpira. I'm still trying this out on the name. I have some Norzerator ready. Um, but we'll see. And, uh, Mechanoms, eh, maybe they'll grow on me someday, some way. Okay, one thing I want to talk about in terms of the racials, like the Vulpira racial for Make Camp. OP. Yeah, yeah, also it has an explosive. But, like, yeah, um, if we, I, I linked it, it's for the Volpira Make Camp animations. Oh. So there's a backpack that's in the tent, and you can click it to make it explode. And, and it's like, it's not a small explosion either. It's a sizable explosion. That is awesome. And apparently you can just spam it. I feel like that will be fixed in PTR testing. Yeah, that, that should probably be fixed. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of explosions taking up people's screens. Yes. Yes. But there, like outside of the other, outside of just that racial, like the Vulpira racials, just what I well, they're they're really good. Extra loot. Second Hearthstone anywhere. Random bag, I mean, that could be anything. It could even be a random bag. Uh, the gnome one, the gnome one's really good too. Um, especially the decoys. Like, a lot of the gnome stuff looks really good for a tank, honestly. Like, we don't know, I don't know what the exact bonuses are, but it looks really good for a tank. Between the hyper organic light originator. And the rearm. I would just like to point out that uh, rogues and um, blacksmiths can finally retire all their lockpicks because they won't be needed anymore. To be fair, I haven't made a lockpick in forever. Fair enough. I haven't actually opened a chest in forever. I just sell them. <laughs> I don't bother with. I don't bother trying to find a rogue anymore. Fair which enough. is probably a mistake on my part. But yeah, that's cool. I'm very curious about rearm and whether that will be a cast time thing. Like, it's automatic, so will you just get like a deep like a buff that will start healing you, or is something to be interrupted, or they'll be interrupted by you doing something? Like, I'm very curious about that ability for for mechanomes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the combat analysis is absolutely raid aimed, like. Totally aimed at raid bosses right there, I think. Yeah, easily. Anyway. So get used to having lots of mechanums in your raid, guys. Ugh. That's fine, actually. They can be warriors. No warriors are ridiculous. And I love Well, them. yeah. Gnomes are ridiculous. You, you don't even need to add the... The warriors. Gnomes. You're both ridiculous. Do we want to move on to Nihilotha stuff? Yeah, sure. Uh, so... <laughs> so, we've got datamine assets for Nihilotha armor and weapons and even some weird rings that have some interesting traits. The, the 
I just said they knocked it out of the park for all this Nihilothic gear. It all looks fantastic. The theme is obvious um, in terms of like old gaudy stuff, but oh man, like the, the male armor looks so good. I, I kind of want to dust off my shaman just so I can get, get some of this male gear. It looks fantastic and I wanted it in my life. You get, it kind of like the helm kind of makes you look like a beholder, not a beholder, uh, but, uh mind player. And as the, as as is the case with anything old god related, there's a plethora of tentacles and eyes. If only people had access to this stuff for our contest, that would be really cool. But you can't use the model viewer for the contest. Also, the plate gear. Oh my god, the plate gear. It just has a giant horn sticking out of the back. Like, that is an excessively large helm. And I love it so much. Those shoulders are... Oh my god. I want it. Too much tentacle for me. I I can't wait until we outlevel this content significantly so I can farm that mythic gear, because that mythic gear is just so good-looking. Oh, I love it so much. Like, the Mythic Gear has an extra set of eyes. It has eyes in the back. Yeah, honestly, I think the Mythic Gear for pretty much all the sets look better. I mean, yeah. You gotta have incentive for that, right? Oh, man. I want... If the Mythic Male set has this weird, like, fin crown mohawk thing. And, of course, you know, crotch, crotch eye. Yeah, obviously. Because <laughs> who doesn't want a crotch eye? Apparently, no one. I guess. I mean, leather has a chest, a chest eye, so literally, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'll get way too much hate for saying that. The 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 the, the, le- the mythic leather set, that that helm, is terrifying. It's got like a, and then, so the of for anything below mythic, it only has the one row of teeth. But that just looks like it just looks like a giant head now. And, uh, they did such a good job with all these armor sets. They knocked it out of the park, thematically appropriate, and like I, I want all of them. I I, don't, I can't remember universally loving every set for uh, raid tier, but like this is it. I, I want all of these. Set is my favorite. Just because, I, I, yeah, male, the male sets up there for me. Like, I, it's obviously played for me first because warrior, but male, I got. I'll be farming that in the future. The cloth one's okay. Yeah, I'm more like I, I, I would be more willing to get the mythic version the mythic. than the other ones. The other ones are okay. Elfar one's pretty good, but the mythic one looks better. He's got a tentacle face with the mythic okay, one. So, oh, I love that. I think really, in general, does, all does, these need more tentacles. I'm a little disappointed. D- d- does the cloth mythical piece have eyes on the shoulders? Like Sauron eyes? Oh my god, purple? it does! They do, yeah, yeah. Do you see why I like that oh, one I'm, like, I'm seeing no eyes on this one. Well, it's got eyes on the belt. It's got a Cthulhu-style eye on the belt for the mythic yeah, set. We, we have eyes on our shoulders. That's just creepy. 
There's, oh, there's a on my good amount of creepiness going on in A3. Yeah, it's not limited to the armor, the weapons. Gee, the weapons look why. fantastic too. I wonder why we don't have creepy going on in 8.3. It's, it's almost like an old the, the, I have to say, you're right, Tosi. The, the weapons, I, I'm more excited about the weapons than the gear sets, personally. And so also, just some of the names for these weapons are amazing. Um, I saw one that's called, oh, the Cleaver of Palpable Fear. <laughs> uh, oh, they got a polearm here by the looks of it. Toasty, you need to start tanking so you can get an eyeball on your shield. So, don't tell my rating. I feel, I feel like there's more weapons with eyes than so, not. Don't, don't tell my rating team this. But, Whatever fight that uh, that shield drops on, I'm definitely switching my elite spec because I, I I just need that for the transmog. That looks freaking fantastic. But I'm I'm doing it just for the transmog. <laughs> just don't tell my raid team. I'm sure they'll never hear this. That's a lie. They probably will. Do you know how hard it is for me to not go message someone right now? <laughs> I mean, I'm saying this with the full expectation that somebody is going to tell them. So, precisely half of the weapons Are have an Are you surprised? Eye Come on. No. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, there's a weird... There's a weird... Um, what is this? What slot is this? A fist weapon is just, like, another fist. It's just a fist. <laughs> the unjoined living claw. Unjoined, unjoined, whatever. It looks fantastic and I want it in my life. Oh, I got an option for two-handed axes and swords. I don't have a... Is there a two-handed mace? I don't see... Oh, there is. Oh, no, that's a staff. Do I have any option for a weapon that has no eye or tentacle? Out of this raid? Um... Or yes. Oh no, there's a tentacle on that one. There no, because because you're basically you just listed off all the things. That's not fair. <laughs> I think the fist weapons are literally the only thing that does not have eye tentacles. Yeah, it's just a fist. No. Yeah. The, uh, uh, which are you talking about? The Unishwa? So the, the Anjuant Living Claw. The, that, the Living Claw is, I think, the only one that does not have any... Is that it? Uh, I think actually has, like, eyes in there. I like think those are eyes. fangs, like, on either side. Oh, yeah, that's right. Un, 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 Unishwa yeah, doesn't sorry, have many yeah. tentacles, teeth, or eyes. Yeah, it does. The, the Unishwa, which is just fun to say. It's got a big eyeball right in the middle. Oh, I just assumed that was the glass. It's a, it's a glass eye. No, that's an eye. Oh, yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, you look and you zoom in, it's like, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, the not. purple one looks like Cthulhu. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I found a new, better title for this episode. You tell. The eyes are on you. I like it. Well, you, you you read the intro this week, so just re-record it, and I'll, and I'll do my All thing. Right. <laughs> All right, then. Oh, man, one of these things looks like it has... 
Uh, so it's the one-headed sword, Fairloft's Empire's Dream. The eyes look like it's surrounded by brain. <laughs> yeah. And I love it so much, but it's a one-headed sword, so I'll literally never use it. Well, you know, you have the shield. You're not supposed to say anything. <laughs> anyway. I, I, that's a pretty notable eye shield there, Toasty. Maybe maybe somebody, you should consider that for, for something. Anyway. <laughs> so, we got we got armor, we got weapons, and that's really cool. They look fantastic, but there's some mechanically interesting things happening with some of the rings we're getting. And, and I don't recall an instance of this happening before, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe there's been like gear that where you, you equip it with the intention with, with knowing full well that there is a very bad thing that's gonna happen. Under no, certain criteria. So it looks like there are eight different corrupted rings. Which when these when these things proc, it's gonna be awful. So first of all, all these rings give you a benefit of increasing your damage or healing or damage and healing by 2%, but it can have one of eight bad effects. There's Face the Truth, where an Eldritch scroll spawns near you that you and others with this corruption can see. Each second you don't phase it, it deals... It says zero damage. I assume that's placeholder. Um, if it deals damage to you five times, you are feared for six seconds, which during, during a raid, not good. Yeah, so I played around with that one in PTR. Yeah. I personally... These are going to be tricky because they are... You do have these chances to harm you. Like that one, I was so busy fighting something that I did get feared a couple times and I found it more annoying than anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I get why they did this. I, some of these are going to have to be tweaked a little bit because one of them... One of them is just awful. When you fall below 25% health, taunt all nearby enemies for five mm. seconds. So that happens during raid. Um, one of them is just a damage reduction. Uh, that spontaneous fury. So it periodically marks a random enemy, making them the target of your fury. While your fury persists, your damage against all other foes is reduced by 10%. I, I'm... Okay, so as a healer, I want to speak out against overconfident. When you receive overhealing, you refuse the next certain amount of health that they haven't decided yet. Healing within 10 seconds. I'm sorry, but there's a lot of overhealing that happens between dots and, you know, the floor heals from druids and shamans. Like, that's almost unavoidable. Oh, and God. I really, as a healer, that one angers me. Completely. Just, yeah, that's going to be bad for my raid group, where our it healers are exclusively druids me. and shamans. It angers me. Like, a lot of my, like, my mastery is meant to leave a dot on everyone. I can't control that. But that's a big part of my healing as a holy priest. And there's a good amount of overhealing that happens and oh that oh. 10 seconds without healing is a I long time don't like that one anyways moving on <laughs> a lot of these are I am very, angry <laughs> a lot of these are bad 
Like, when the bad thing happens, it's going to be bad. And some of them are obviously worse, but they're all bad. And I, I don't... I, mean, I, I get it, because, for example, that first one I talked about, because I did it in PTR, I mean, it has 160 haste, 350 mastery, and your equip bonus is your damage and healing are increased by 2%. So they try to give you some good, positive, awesome things to go with it, but you definitely have to face the consequences of it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it looks like all these rings are have that. So it's all the same set. It's all haste mastery and that two percent increase to your numbers. It's just all the bad things. Oh man, that's I don't know what to think of these. But this is not a lot of gear. This might be the first time I am not happy with a gear drop because <laughs> I have trouble remembering stuff from the specific fights sometimes, and having to remember to deal with some of this other stuff. But some of it's not going to be terrible, like um, the Revel in Violence, where you get rooted for six seconds when if you land a killing blow. Yeah, it's not terrible. But, like, all these are... All these have some element of bad, but not all of them are terrible. And it's the truly terrible ones that I'm worried about. Like, if I get that ring for, uh... Overconfidence. I'm definitely just never equipping it. it there's no way. Me. <laughs> there's no way I am not going to deal with not being able to heal, get healed for ten seconds. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Like, like we said, it's PTR. Some of these might get tweaked. I hope they get tweaked. Well, that's what testing is for. Yeah. And if like, you are, if you're in the, if you're in the PTR, you can actually obtain all these rings and mess around with them. Like, I, I don't think, it'll, I don't think they should tweak them to the point where we like their those negative effects are completely disregarded. Yeah, because that defeats the purpose. Yeah, um, but some of these are just they will just outright wreck you. And some of them just anger me. Yeah, <laughs> like masochistic and overconfident in particular. Are and face the truth, actually. Like those, those could really screw with you, and just make a bad situation even worse. What do you think about the Madras? Glad I'll never have to worry about them. You don't want to be gripped by a tentacle. Never. <laughs> oh, oh god, there's a tentacle grip one. Oh, of course there's a tentacle one. Come on, Tessie. No, a tentacle grip one. I expected there to be a tentacle one. Oh, it grips you. Oh, we're hentai now. <laughs> oh, come on. We've been of hentai course. for eight point three. Yeah, eight point three is the hentai patch. Okay, so we're not calling 8.3 the... What was it called again? The... Something of, of Nazoth? Visions of Nazoth? We're calling it 8.3 Hentai. <laughs> Just call it Hentai. That's, that's what it is, Blizz. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's the Lothar gear and all the other stuff there, but there's other stuff we can look at too. Like horrific visions. They oh they, they look they look bad in oh. in terms of like difficulty. It sounds like it's yeah. gonna be hard. 
So I messed around with this a little bit on the PTR. Before I get into how you obtain them and get into them and progression or whatever, I just want to say off the bat, Blizzard's art team and music sound ambiance team knocked it out of the freaking park. It's incredible. And the, the transition into the vision, the vision itself, the, the creepiness. I did Stormwind, and you know how they've mentioned before that all of these things are still, you know, the this realm exists kind of just on a different layer of our realm, right? So you can still see the Stormwind children running around, except they're like shadowy, and there's like a silhouette of a mindless one on top of them. It's just, it's creepy. Like the everything is just creepy. You have the old god whispers. You have, I can't even <laughs> fully put it into words. They just did a phenomenal job. Like you immediately get the creeps when you go in. When you transition into it, you get like a, a dark screen with just the eyeballs. And the vision itself, the, the, spooky sky and the shadowy effects coming off the buildings and stuff. Uh, it's I just stood there for a few minutes and just took it all in. It was awesome. Anyways, you <laughs> I could gush for a while about that one. So you enter the horrific vision by completing some of the assaults. And so I did the assault over in the veil and that got me into the vision. And it's very similar to wizard training in that the more you do it, you kind of start getting the path down. You get what happens here and there down. But it's far more challenging. You can take up to five people in, which is awesome. There's actually little story bits that happen throughout the way. It's not main universe canon it's just more of a alternate universe kind of story thing i won't give you any spoilers but it's really interesting and much like with the training as you go along there's you know chests to collect but what's different is that you have different uh bonus objectives that you can do as you go along and you are not meant to clear it the first time around you will not clear it the first time around it's definitely a progression thing you get the legendary cloak from our favorite person, Rathion. That's right, Medros. Rathion. Sorry, what were you saying? I, I must not Rathion. So we get our cloak from Rathion. And we actually, over time, are able to increase it and make it more powerful. Plus, on top of that, we have the Titan Research with Mother. And it also makes you more powerful because you basically get different loot items from the horrific visions and you bring them to mother and they analyze and research it and it can make you more powerful plus you can over time get different quest items and things that will also buff you when you're inside the vision and I it really it felt like a good challenge I mean I was able to go in and since it's PTR, they give you everything you need to, you know, upgrade your cloak all the way to get the 
stupid messed up rings <laughs> to get different bits of gear and whatever and get these buffs and it still felt like a challenge it seems like a really good thing for those who liked the mage tower it is a very personal challenge but you also have the option to bring in those friends and it'll scale with all of that I think it's really well done and I'm super excited and I love it and I don't know if this was just for PTR testing or if this is a thing, but I was able to go into Ormar and Stormwind. So I don't know if that's because, you know, we're at peace and now we're working together again, or if it's just for testing purposes. But yes. That's a thing. Just yes. I could gush for a long time, so I'm not going to. What do you guys think of the visions? Oh, uh, it looks, first of all, everything you said about the visuals about it look great. I haven't, I haven't hopped into the PTR personally, so I can't comment on some of the other stuff. But visually, it's stunning. I can't wait to experience that content. And I'm liking the, the weird mix of it feels like this is very much intended to be like the mage tower of this expansion. Uh, and uh, I like that it can be tackled with both solo and group content. Because if I'm going to live through that pain again, because the Fury Warrior one for, for for Legion was particularly painful for me anyway, because I'm bad. Um, it's nice to know that I can live through that pain with other people. Um, uh, I, I, I'm I'm very excited about this. I can't wait to jump into this and tackle everything and see some of the different story things that are going to happen within these scenarios, whether or not they end up being like actual things or just um, alternate timeline things. It's still going to be really cool to see. Like, just all, having all that set the atmosphere for everything. I can't wait. Can't wait. I want it in my life. Just give it to me, please. Presley does bring up in chat wondering if it's going to be unavailable after oh, like, the next patch or, you know, expansion launches. That's probably going to be the case. Oh, but... Maybe. Well, I mean, I could be entirely wrong, but I can see Blizzard doing that. I can see that if if there were those cosmetic rewards, like the, what the Mage Tower offered in Legion, I can see that being the case. Uh, but we don't know what kind of rewards. Uh, we, uh, we, sorry, I'm sure we know what some of the rewards are. I don't. I, we, like, I don't think there's been any indication that there's specific cosmetic rewards for this. Right, that's true. And and Presley does bring up the point. Like we can still do the chromy, you know, timeline thing of Bobby with her to get the Time Lord achievement, which I still need to finish. But I mean, so I mean, it could still be available. We'll have to see. Yeah, um, yeah. I want it. Give it to me now, please. Just do it. Medrus, I'm curious to hear what you think about this because I know you were not the biggest into group content, but you can also solo this. So, what do you what are you thinking? It would really depend on how soloable it is, and if I have to interact with any dragons. Well, you will have to interact with Rathion. I'm sorry. 
As of now, okay. he is in human form when you interact with him for this. If that helps. You can just pretend he's not a dragon. But you will have to talk to Rathion. I could, or I could just try and kill him. But you, you can't. I mean, if you go raid, you can attack him. <laughs> that might be enough. But that would I, I might get my my Rathion killing out of my my self, I guess, system. maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I really, overall, beyond being able to gush for a long time about how this place looks and feels, from what I've experienced in PTR and from what I've been reading, I'm really looking forward to the progression process of this. I think I'm going to be really enjoying that. Yeah, it's something that we can work towards throughout the course of 8.3. In addition to whatever rate progress you're attempting to make. Uh-huh. And this is something that's doable kind of more so at your own pace than the rate content. And that's, that's always a good thing to have. Plus, we can just explore a screwed up Stormwind and baby Orgrimmar. Yeah. And that's it cool, too. Up. I mean, we're, we're, gonna, we're, we're loving this old god aesthetic right now. But I'm sure it'll turn into the Legion aesthetic that we all enjoyed when it first started popping up, and then quickly grew sick of all the green. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna really revel like old god stuff, so we'll see. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna revel in this old god stuff while it's still. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? New and shiny, I guess. There you go. The best way I can think of putting it. Toasty likes new and shiny tentacles. Medros, do you like the auction auction house changes coming up? I do. Um, I really appreciate that it, it's really taking out the the usefulness of doing the single stacks that have annoyed and frustrated people to the point where uh, people in the last patch uh, had the amusing instance of a Sylvanas loyalist Putting a single stack of stuff on single stacks of stuff on the uh, auction house, uh, that was that was a quite an amusing joke, uh, and and sadly too accurate. Uh, I, I'm sure all the Savannah's loyalists are all just people like that who do one single stacks. But <laughs> um, I, I like the changes. It, it's going to be really interesting to see how it affects how people are posting things. Um, lately, I've been posting more. Um, more items that are like armor and stuff, not actually like crafting materials that come in stacks. So uh, I don't know how much it'll affect me, but I definitely it'll definitely affect me as a buyer because I do buy crafting materials sometimes, and that'll definitely be helpful there. I, I'm curious to see how it'll affect the um, the fairness of the pricing. Like, if I want a hundred, am I going to be is the system smart enough to give me the cheapest price for the first few and then slowly increasing the price as I go through the lower stacks. Um, but yeah, the, some really great changes. They're, they're basically making it so you can purchase, basically just purchase what you need off the auction house and it will give you, um, uh, basically show you how much is there total and then you can decide what, how much you want. Um, instead of, oh, I want that stack and that stack. and, and 
I mean, there are people who post stuff on the auction house just to mess with uh, players who don't use the auction house very with very good a lot of diligence. Um, based trying to trick people into buying their stuff based on how they list their pricing. Um, that should go away. There, there's a lot of improvements coming up here. Um, it, it, it'll be very interesting, as I said, to see where it's going to go because um, undercutting is, is often a problem. I'm curious to see if this will remove the people's need for doing that. Um, I, I agree. Uh, there will always be people who will want to try and ensure they get the price they want for stuff. However, um, knowing that as long as you have the same prices as everybody else, you, your item will sell. It won't. It's not a matter of people will choose X person over you, um, which that will take away the ability for people to choose. I don't want to buy from this person. I'd rather buy from this person. Like you can't be selective with your buyer or with your seller with the system, um, which will, again, be another aspect that'll be very interesting to see how that affects the, the markets. Uh, overall, I'm very interested to see how these changes impact the, 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 mar the selling market uh, and how players deal with some of the changes that are coming. It'll be interesting. What do you guys think? So I don't need to list anchor weed one at a time anymore. <laughs> Correct. You don't need to make any more enemies, Toasty. Let's be fair, I didn't have that many friends to begin with. No need to make the ones that aren't your friends <laughs> your enemies, though. Um, but seriously, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to these changes. As Francis pointed out, it'll probably make... It, hopefully, they'll also address like the effect of the auction house performs poorly. And that surges will speed yeah. up. That's, that's, that's one thing that I, I would like to see. And just not having to scroll through pages of auction listings to get like my twenty things. I like I like I use I use the one auction thing that says okay I want I want this many at this price. Just let me buy all the stacks with a couple clicks of a button. Not like select this auction, buy out, confirm. Select this auction, buy out. It's a whole thing that I don't like. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I like I like that you can buy, you know, sections of a stack just by what you need. And I like that you can create the shopping list feature. Yes. Which is really handy because there are certain things I do go back for often, like augment runes, that kind of thing. So I think it'll be pretty cool. Pretty neat. Yeah. I mean the the shopping list feature is something that I use frequently in whatever auction house mod that I use right now that I can't remember the name of. Um, but it's helpful because yeah. I, I have a I, as I just demonstrated my memory is not great so remembering all those names was hard what is the name of that auction thing I use now bothering me yeah it could be uh, Fredly posted them all in auctionator using auctionator yeah I like the features of auctionator because it has kind of what they've they've got what they're trying to put in with this auction house update like it'll take all the stacks that's listed at a certain price combine them into one thing and i'll just keep clicking confirm for, for however many stacks i want to buy 
it's got the list, it's great. All good things. So give them to me in a non-add-on format so I can purge yet another add-on. But add-ons are awesome. How many add-ons do you have? I, I remember you giving me a number at one point then. It was, it was high. So uh, moving on to our uh, next uh, next topic here. We have an ad to talk about. I got 20. 20 add-ons. And like a good chunk of them are DBM. I have more. I know. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, let's talk about our second sponsor. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Books 2019. That's bit.ly slash ATA Books 2019. Now over 200,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Now, as I mentioned earlier today, um, today's election day in Canada, so I picked something that I felt was appropriate for the day. Uh, let's listen to Canadianity. Hey, bud. Congratulations on buying this book. Don't let anyone tell you that you didn't accomplish something today. Unless maybe your aunt who doesn't know you that well gave it to you for your birthday. Or you just got transferred to a job in the Great White North and a colleague gave it to you as a joke. Canadian primer. Or you found an old Indigo gift card when you're cleaning out the Kia and grabbed this off the clearance table beside the cash before the card expired. No matter how this glorious tome ended up in your hands, welcome. We're glad you're here. What you're about to read or skim in the bathroom or use as kindling is a celebration of the cliches we Canadians sometimes roll our collective eyes at. We call them cliches. Torrin says, okay, I do. Taggart doesn't dig wordplay as much as me. Really, though, doesn't it seem like people are prouder than ever to call Canada home, especially the more that other parts of the world are in turmoil? We think this particular chest-puffing period started around 2010 during the Vancouver Olympics. Media from around the world reported that Canada is cool, as though this was somehow breaking news. We always knew it. All right, we suspected it, even if it wasn't something we would dare say out loud. That would be too braggy. So, once again, there was Canadianity, Tales from the True North, Strong and Freezing, written and narrated by Jeremy Taggart and Jonathan Torrens, you can find that and over 200,000 titles over at bit.ly slash books 2019 And we thank Audible for their support of the show. I have to say, they sound so I, Canadian. I know, right? Like, like, talking to you... And, not, even, not even your mock Canadian hockey guy voice. Like, talk, talking to you and Fan and pretty much anyone else. Like, I, don't, I don't hear a Canadian... Like, to me, I, I, they don't sound as Canadian as that guy did right now. Because holy God, that was freaking Canadian. I loved it. Yeah. All right. Well, our question of the week uh, for the last two weeks ago was, what are you most excited about in 8.3? All right. So Wikibia, it's just, I guess we'll peer up, but I am completely ready to spend the rest of BFA grinding in Mechagon while I let the 9.0 hype wash over me starting at BlizzCon. Leo Wild, in response to Wookie, says, Yes, all of the above for me. Miro the mechanic will be spending a good t- amount of time in Mechagon and kind of fits his character concept well. Leo. Leo Wild himself said separately from his response to Wookie, what, what am I most excited about in my entire history? While you ask, yes, the answer to that question is indeed playable Valpura. Thank you for asking. <laughs> ba- hashtag Battle for Valpura with a fox. Uh, emoji. Uh, Scrubs VS says, uh, 
I'm really enjoying the allied races that are added because it just adds to the believability of the story. It makes sense that we pick up more races as we move forward, and it just adds to the variety of the game. Keep those allied races coming. And Dwarven Hunter says, more content. Zephariah says, other than the raid, my homeboy is back. Auction house stuff, new pets, and raid. Frazzle, oh my gosh, why am I reading this? Oh, Frazzly, <laughs> dear Frazzly, says, aside from the, oh my gnomeness mecha gnome. <laughs> I like the scaling solo and group horrific nightmares. I like having something to work towards. And next week, <laughs> Next week's question is, what are your BlizzCon 2019 band one slash predictions? Garth Brooks. Just no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. I, I, I'm... I'm I, I was struggling with predictions because I don't know if they're going to do a three-part thing like they did last year. My, my wants, on the other hand... Billy Talent, Rise Against. Um, uh, I had other bands. So I'm going to open my Spotify and look them up again because I'm forgetting what I wanted. But Billy Talent, Rise Against for sure. Uh, my what... list is very long because I like a wide range of things. But at the top of that list, what I would love to see, I've obviously this is my first one, so I've never actually you know been myself. I want to see Elite Torn Chieftain. I want to see him come back and and do their thing and rock it out. And even if it's just for like a couple songs, as like an opening act or something, I I want to see them. So here's a question for you then: Is Morheim back in his usual role? I think a base. Yeah. Yes. Why not? Why not? Okay. Because he's no longer part of the company. Yeah, he can still be yeah. part of the band. It's yeah. fine. True. Oh, I know who I was thinking of, and then I remembered that it was totally ridiculous because they have one album, and also they're never going to play that band at BlizzCon. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. They get very political because it's a punk band. And, and that okay. just, no, it won't happen. Anyway. <laughs> we shall see in 10 or so days. Probably sometime this week. I would not be surprised if we get an answer before We're going to get so many things Thursday. this week, it's ridiculous. This will be a very busy week for BlizzCon news, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope. Of course, after we record. <laughs> of course. All right, time for shoutouts. Uh, Ali, you first. Give Tosi some chances. I already have mine. I'm actually prepared. Oh my goodness. I this have is a first. Two? Yes, I have two. Uh, first. I have, I have okay. two as well, so go ahead. Well, I have many, but I'll just pick two. Uh, I guess <laughs> shout out to the Blues for beating the Avs. And if, if, if we're going to have our first regular season loss, at least it was to the champions, I'm okay with that. Second uh, would probably be to the crew over at Towercast for having me, because that was an amazing time, and I loved it. I'm very happy for you, you got to be on there. I can't wait to hear it. You'll get to see it. It's on YouTube. 
video and all. Yeah. That too. <laughs> that too. Uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to Surface. He had me on. He had me on episode 400 of the Sundering, which, holy jeez, 400 episodes. I can't believe Apple and iTunes and anyone who else hosts podcasts has agreed to host that show on whatever servers they have for 400 episodes. Because, wow. That's it's 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 a show, all right. But seriously, yeah, it was it's a lot of fun. I love being on there whenever Sarah invites me, and it's a good time. If you haven't checked them out, go listen to the Sundering. All right. Um, <clears throat> so my first shout out uh, is going to go to Frazzle Rock, uh, who uh, puts up with my gnome shade that just comes just short of insulting. Um, and as an opposite, uh, shout out to Nick, uh, also knows Wookie BH, Haster, and the Group Quest Q- crew, and a few other people who have agreed to do, uh, the first day and hopefully second day of BlizzCon coverage for the network, uh, this year. Uh, I can't make the first day due to work, or at least most of the first day, um, but uh, unfortunately, one of the people I was going to ask uh, eventually somehow got away to go to <laughs> BlizzCon, uh, so that was uh, that was unexpected. Uh, but I'm glad for him, and uh, I'm glad that I could uh, find some people who were able to uh, to partake in the festivities. And uh, I'm excited for BlizzCon. Uh, so uh, yeah, um, tip of my hat to all those who are going to help out covering BlizzCon in the most awesome way possible on Dawnforge. And I think, I'm sure we all agree that that is the most awesome way to do it. Yep. Except in person, of course. Because, you know. One day. Whatever. Maybe. Uh-huh. We'll see. Alright. Time for our outro. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, you can call us at one seven eight five ATA WELL five or one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. And if you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata and our Discord at bit.ly slash ATA Discord, which is where we record every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central. You can find the show over on Twitter at allthingsaz. Medros is at Medros, Fandas at Fandas, Ali is at Aliandris K, I am at Toasty Posty Can, and you can find the network over at Dawnforge. And please check out the other shows from Dawnforge Productions, including Group Quest, Shattered Soulstone, More Than Megapixels, and Across the Universe. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of Epic BlizzCon News, I expect. Like a floor map, or a merch sale, or band. Or band something or nothing absolutely nothing and we'll come back next week with nothing to talk about because there'll be no other news except for uh This podcast brought to you by Dawn Forge Productions, copyright 2019. Get more at 
thedawnforge.com. <laughs>